Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? Glad to be back. What a crazy month it's been. I think in light of the crazy month it's been, it's a good time to reevaluate certain things. And one of those things that we need to reevaluate ASAP is social media use. Messed society up, messed up mental health, has normalized and polarized all of the wrong things. There's no question at this point that social media is a terrible thing overall. But let's be honest with ourselves. How much money would it take for someone to buy you off social media? If it's any higher than free, then you probably have some level of addiction to it. I get it. There's lots of pros to it. It's how we stay in touch with people. It allows us to promote our businesses. It allows us to have a platform or a voice like like me right now with this podcast. And even more so, there are people who are very vulnerable to a lot of the negativity and influences on social media. A lot of people who are willing to believe whatever they read, who are willing to then invest in these ideas and become radicalized by it and people who place their whole self-esteem and and validation on getting a a red icon on top of the the notification symbol and if you are one of those people who are able to use social media without it negatively largely affecting you then that's awesome you know but you honestly are in the minority I have personally been affected by social media. I'm, I'd like to think of myself as a relatively stable dude. And even in my low points, I've, I've been caught up in it. I've spent more time on it than I wanted to. Let's take a look at how we view abuse and addiction and then compare that to social media. So in some instances... There are criteria for how many drinks you can have in a day before you're considered to be needing screening for alcoholism. There's also if you have a certain amount of drinks in one sitting, like binge drinking, you're also likely to be screened for alcoholism or or other substance-related issues. Also, some of the other criteria involve if it if it starts to affect your functioning in other areas of your life or if you have a desire to quit but you just can't leave it or if you are told that you have an issue with it so let's be real with ourselves we've all at one point sat scrolling through our feed seeing the same three or four things that we've seen before seeing the same negative bullshit over and over again wondering why am i spending my time doing this Why am I not doing something else? And that is something to be concerned about. If we go back to my last podcast topic on protecting your energy and allowing things to live rent-free in our head, social media and whatever we are immersed in within social media takes up a lot more space than we'd like to admit. And... It's going to be very important that we sit down and instead of just mindlessly scrolling through it, 
taking a look at each item on our newsfeed as it pops up, engaging what energy is it giving to me or what energy is it taking away. And both of those can either be positive or negative. If it's taking away happiness and giving you depression or if it's giving you hope and taking away hopelessness, whatever it is, we need to be honest with ourselves and kind of get an idea of what percentage is helping us and what percentage is taking away from us. These people who design the interfaces of social media, they're not playing around, man. They know psychology much better than we do. And they have been able to fine-tune how notifications work. And if you've seen the documentaries on Netflix about how social media works, they've programmed it like a, a slot machine. We open up the app and we hope to, to get that jackpot of a notification. And you may have noticed, like, lately they have even gone as far as notifying you of things that aren't really worthy of notifications. Like certain people whose statuses you comment on a lot, they let you know that person's posted a status. Or they send little reminders because they, they have notifications based on your location or they have notifications based on your last activity on the app or based on whatever information it's mining from your other apps and, and Google itself. It's down to a crazy science. And if we aren't privy to what it's doing to us, it's just controlling us every step of the way. And I know, I know it sounds super conspiracy-based, but really it plays off some of our central psychological tendencies. It's about our like negativity bias, how we're more likely to seek out negativity and, and stick with it. Or confirmation bias, how if we're fed something on our news feed, feed, fed, get the wordplay, bars. Um, you know, if we're fed something in our news feed, then we are going to determine if it's something we agree with and we want to read more of, or if it's something we disagree with and we want to argue with it. They're not going to play in some gray area or neutralized zone. They're going to try and gauge your response to get interaction and get you to participate more in the app. If they showed only articles that didn't polarize us, then it wouldn't be much need for huge comment sections with 500 comments and 300 of them are strangers arguing and it's 2 o'clock in the morning and even though we're not arguing, we're, we're still engaged in that conversation by, by reading it. It's, it's a big mind game. Let's take a look at who is on your newsfeed now and if you have the appropriate digital boundaries set up with these people. I understand we can't choose our family and sometimes our family are the biggest culprits of negativity in our newsfeed. And perhaps we want to be able to not stir up any fights with them because we unfollowed them or maybe I should say unfriended them and they noticed. So in those cases, we just have to unfollow those people and leave their pages alone and reserve those conversations for family visits or family phone calls. But then there's friends or acquaintances and whether it's coworkers who 
we may have to exercise a similar level of caution with because we see them on a frequent basis and we don't want to ruffle their feathers because they're reactive people or angry people or whatever that may be. Perhaps we have to unfollow them because they're constantly with the drama on Facebook. But there are possibly few people in our social media circles who we have no business being friends with at all. And whether it's because we feel a need to right some wrong with them or they share some basic interest or similarity with us that keeps each other in each other's lives. That was horribly phrased, but I'm not going back. It's my fourth take on this, bro. So we we got to be honest with ourselves about ro- what role they serve in our lives and adjust accordingly. Now, you also have to be aware of what energy you're putting in their lives and the statuses that you put up. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that we can't put certain personal things on Facebook. I've I've been in that battle before. But we have to understand the function of it. Are we putting it up to gain support? Are we putting it up for attention that may or may not be positive? Or are we just putting it up because we want to see what kind of negative reactions we can evoke from other people. Mark Zuckerberg may not have intended for social media and Facebook to have such a poisonous effect on the world, but he's sure as hell capitalizing off of it. And all of the technological design behind it is based on the money that he's getting from the negative interactions. So it's up to us to have a strong understanding of the best ways to use social media, and that's strengthening existing relationships that we have, providing support for other people, providing encouragement, challenging other people in healthy ways. If we have issues with loved ones or people close to us, we shouldn't be airing those out on social media. We should continue to treat each other as human and call them up or text them and set up a call, or have a face-to-face conversation. Because ultimately, there was a much better world before social media, and we're not completely out of the realm of a positive world with social media, but it certainly has allowed for a lot of negativity to thrive during these times. Let's take some control back over our lives, back over our energy and our mental health, And understand that no matter little or small, internet or real life, everything that we go through in our lives affects us in one way or another. And even if it doesn't, it's not a boulder, a thousand tiny pebbles build up real quickly whenever it's a daily activity. So take care of yourselves and I'm out.